0: Hey, what's good, everybody? Hey, are you an educator struggling with time and money? I mean, are we all? <laughs> well, I want you to meet my friend Alex Sierra, a Certified Financial Planner with Cetera Investors, and he's here to help. Specializing in working with educators, Alex understands the challenges we face from low pay to complex retirement systems. His team specializes in holistic financial planning, focusing on your goals and creating actionable plans to improve your chances of success. Visit his website at 2Dope, tudope to schedule an initial virtual consultation with Alex. Mention the code tudope on your meeting and receive 25% off their subscription-based financial planning packages. You can get more info and a link to their website in the podcast description. Cetera Investors is the marketing name of Cetera Investment Services. Securities and insurance products are offered through Cetera Investment Services, LLC, doing insurance business in California as CFGSTC, Insurance Agency, LLC. Member, FINRA SIPC. Advisory services are offered through Cetera Investment Advisors, LLC, California Insurance License Number 0L05650. Alexander Sierra, CFP, is located at 605 East Huntington Drive, Suite 203 Monrovia, California 91016, and can be reached at phone number 626 408 1333, extension 306. with my friend. Can I call him my friend a friend? Yeah, we're resting finally.
1: now. Oh, we, we hung out, we hung out in real life.
0: We we kicked it in real life. Yeah, yeah twice, like there's some twice. there's some really cool people. That's right. We did Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. And you you were subjected to watching me and Chris speak and that was like amazing yeah, to have you there. Um so <laughs> we were so starstruck actually. Oh, we're kind of like Bro, bro, that's, that's Sari Rosenberg. What is,
1: <laughs> you're gassing me as what a are kid we doing? Said, No,
0: it's like, tr- it's like true because I'm kind of like, oh, and she's no. sitting in front. <laughs> uh, so, um, folks, we are here with my bestie, uh, Sari Rosenberg. Sari, how are you?
1: I'm doing great. It's Thursday. We got, it's almost been through a full week. I think, is it the second or first or second full week of school so okay. nothing feels like that Thursday night when you know Friday's coming you
0: know no yeah we around here we call it uh, Friday junior yes um so it's not a full-grown yes. Friday yet but you, you can see the potential
1: you can taste it you can taste it yeah so many good Friday tastes
0: night. on a Friday also oh, yeah, um so, <laughs> so um so I've been following Sari on social media for a while now and it's just so excited Excited. excited you can tell it's been a long week it's, so yeah. exciting um to have her here to kind of share some of her work um hopefully you also follow her work and um at the end of this conversation you'll you'll find out where to follow her if you don't know where to follow her, which i don't understand like or even on the internet if yeah. you don't know how to follow her Sorry, Rosenberg. Um, so you are in the big Apple.
1: Yes, I am. I'm here uh, in New York City.
0: New York City. New York City. My City. daughter, fun, not super relevant story. My daughter always dreamt of going to college in New York City. Um, but I don't know if this, you're going to find this hurtful or not. But then she experienced Chicago. And I'm, she's like, no, I'm already no,
1: hurt. I'm already I hurt. I to be here.
0: I want to be here so she is in school in Chicago. <laughs>
1: okay. I don't want to disrespect my Chicago friends, but yeah. I'll just I'll just keep my mouth shut. I, You're I
0: like, know. I mean
1: mm, picking
0: Chicago, Chicago over NYC, I mean that's a, that's choice. a choice. That's a choice. a choice.
1: And she's an artist. Okay. Sorry she Chicago. Is.
0: I yeah. live in. I'm
1: a New Yorker, yeah. you know. Okay, yeah. she'll no come. Here, she'll come here after after. College. I mean, maybe grad school. Yeah. Maybe
0: she just she's wasn't ready for NYC. NYC. Maybe can, she's like, yeah. You know, I need, I need to gradually, gradually. I need, I need scaffolding, scaffolding to get to yes. NYC. like
1: Chicago's like a baby step city. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> hey,
0: much love to the Chicagoans. We love
1: you. We love you. Um,
0: so so there, it's. I'm just so interested to hear some of what you just what your path has been in this work because. In some ways, the way that you show up for your profession and in your profession. Is completely antithetical to what they tell you to do, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. Um, and so we're gonna get there in just a little bit, but um, Sari, I I know this is like problematic for a lot of my teacher friends out here. I actually mm-hmm. do think that teachers are superheroes. Um, superheroes are not perfect. Superheroes no. are fallible. Superheroes are vulnerable to the yeah. wrong enemy, and sometimes there's so many enemies that the superhero might experience a defeat. Yeah. But we know one thing is yes, that every, every superhero, superhero has an origin, origin story. story. So, Sarah, so, so. what's your origin my, story as a teacher?
1: yeah, okay, so my origin story is that I always loved history class. Like and I was definitely um, a nerd and like I thought my <laughs> I was I was a cool nerd, but I loved school. Of course. I was obsessed with my grades. I you know, I loved high school, enjoyed, you know, loved college. And then, but then out of college, I remember my, one of my advisors, I asked her for career advice, I was a history major, and I thought, oh, I'd go to law school maybe. And she said, you should go teach in the rural south. And I was like, teaching was not even on my menu of things to do in, after college. And I said, okay, sure, whatever. And then I decided to go into book publishing because I loved books. So I was like, okay, I like books. I didn't think about the fact that you don't make much money. I mean, I, this was the late 90s, <laughs> right. and late 90s book publishing was not the place to be able to like move out of your parents' house and afford right. rent in or New York City. Or even publish
0: a book. Even
1: publish a book. I was like, I love, <laughs> right. or even be able to buy books. I mean, I got them for free. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I couldn't afford them. So I did yeah. that for about a year or so, and I loved it. I and mean, I worked at Penguin Putnam. I mean, I was I worked at the best of the best. I got so many Penguin Classic books and Viking and all that stuff. But then this was like the late 90s, and it, this was the dawn of the web. They now called the the kids called web 1.0. I just called it. I worked in the internet for of the internet on the internet. Like I don't even. <laughs> I mean, when we were when I was a senior in college, I still didn't know how to get. A, there was no Google. It was like a different right. name. And I remember the way I got on a website is I asked. I thought I need to ask an engineer because they know how <laughs> like computers work. And that's how I didn't even know how to use. None of us did. We're like, what is this? You know, like you get information. But then within a couple of years, I was working at a company called, uh, it doesn't exist anymore, it's called The Virtual Music Vault. Okay. And not MTV, uh, not MTV. Okay. It was TV Envy. Okay, so like that was a mouthful. <laughs> We'd have to be like, the Vir-, you know, and we were basically creating a, a network of music websites, artist websites to run ads on. And it was like ahead of its time. It was ahead of its time. Now Mm -hmm. it's something that people can monetize. We were doing like streaming radio before anyone was. We we had a website called musicdownloads.com. So enough about that, I was doing that. And let's just say it was like, I I didn't really have a specific career path at that Mm -hmm. point. My job title was like artist development manager and I was getting paid better than I would if I worked in the music industry. But I was working with like all the teen pop artists of the day. (laughs) <laughs> but I was too cool for it. So now I think it's cool. But back then I was like, you know, Gen X, like these pop bands. So I was working with like NSYNC, Britney oh, Spe- wow. uh, not Britney no Spears, Christina Aguilera, not directly, but we were doing their website. Right, so yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I was like coordinating, I was coordinating with the artist managers to see what ads we could run on their sites. It was like Hanson, Matchbox 20, Good Charlotte. I remember we got that site. So all these <laughs> bands and like, I was going to NSYNC meet and greets and like Christine Aguilera, Looking back, I'm like, that was so freaking cool. But at yeah. the time, I was like, this is not cool music. Like, what am I doing? <laughs> and and it's funny because now I work with people who, like, that's even music before they were born. Like, that's oh, how yeah. they we are. Oh, right? They're yeah. like, who's in sync? I was like, oh, you know, like, <laughs> our students don't even know who they are. So th- I was doing that. <laughs> And then I kind of didn't quite know what my career path was because it was very kind of choose your own adventure. I started trying to look into getting jobs in the music industry and I was going to have to take a 20,000 pay cut and I wasn't even making that much as it was and I'm living in New York City and I was like, Okay. You're
0: like, I make twenty thousand. I was like, uh, so now I'm making
1: exactly I'm like, uh oh, I think I need to find so my dad said, Why don't you go and get your get masters in teaching? I was like, I don't want to be a teacher. I'm being honest. Like if my <laughs> yeah. students are listening, I was like, Teaching, I mean, I like history and yeah. I like talking about history. And I guess as a Capricorn, they tell me that I like Security and I didn't have wait. You're security. a Capricorn, yeah. Are you? A I think Capricorn?
0: do we establish this? Oh, we
1: established this. That's what I think. So, on. I'm a Capricorn too. Yeah, it my, makes partner, sense. my partner
0: my yeah. partner refers to us as Capricorns. Oh, um what? and so, yeah, no, that's not true. Scorpio. Typical Scorpio.
1: Oh, baby. such a Scorpio, yeah. No, such Capricorns like order. And I wasn't, you know, I didn't really see, I didn't really. Capricorns don't
0: necessarily true. exist with order though, right? We don't exactly, we like it.
1: But look at my, if you look at what's behind, I don't know, you can't oh, see. Oh, no, every
0: like space, space that I, I use at work and at home is, it, yeah. it's like, it's like the, do you remember in Doctor Strange when the multiverse exploded? Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, that's, that's my what life. it looks like. Yeah, yeah, like
1: even behind me right now, like there's a system, but it's like, why are they knitting things and a <laughs> selfie stick? And it makes sense to me. Um, I also live in anyway. New York. So anyway, so back to, <laughs> back to my scattered career i i mean i loved working in the music space and it was definitely innovative but this was web 1.0 and we're at, up to one three web 3.0 so like it didn't remember there was that whole crash so oh, yeah. i oh, yeah. i was like what am i what is my career so um I, I listened to my dad's advice and i applied to so i got my undergraduate degree at columbia at columbia college okay, okay. columbia university yeah. and i was like oh i'll just go back there go to teacher's college so i got yep. i got in got and i um Got, and it was a year so i liked it because i was like okay this is a year-long program yep. i'm not gonna i'm not really going to be a teacher this is just good to get a master's <laughs> yeah. i'm not going to fall back on so i'm going to fall Some. back on i'm going to go back into my cool music career like going That's out right, every right. night and doing artists working <laughs> with artists and so then when grad when grad school was about to end a friend of mine said that she had gone to my, my current school where i still work By the way, one school, one school for 22 years.
0: Oh, that's so I went
1: from being like, never going to teach to here I am teaching longer than never going to leave, leave, I guess. I guess I'm retiring. (laughs) So I remember I didn't back, you know, in the entertainment world, you you go to multiple interviews. They screen you. It's a process. So my friend said she just got a job at this high school. You might as well just show up before the end of the school year and maybe they'll hire you. And I was like, oh, yeah. Eh, well, I don't really want to work in teaching, even though I went to teacher's college. Yeah. But yeah. sure, sure. And I went and the principal at the time, my principal now is would have done a much better job of the interview. No, you know, she she's a different kind of principal. <laughs> the principal at the time basically was sitting behind a desk. She was a little scary. She said, <laughs> uh, what are your fa- favorite I think they asked me, like, what are your favorite? sub?" you know, what are your favorite subjects in social studies to teach? <laughs> I said, U.S. history, time period. World War Two, post World War Two, favorite okay. president, FDR. I mean, I wasn't being that controversial. Um, no. Then they asked me if I would use technology in the classroom. And I said, yes. They didn't ask me what technology. And then I was what asked, for. what I would use it for. I said, yes. I don't know what that meant. And then she asked me if I would dress professionally at work. Mind you, I was wearing a suit to the interview. So I don't quite know where that came from. But I said, yeah, of course. Like, yes, I'm wearing a suit. I'll, I don't know what people were dressing like at this school. And then, I felt like the interview was like five minutes and then they're like, okay, great, you're hired. Here's your paper, your hiring paper. Walk across the street to this other school and hand it to this person and then you have a job. And I said, wait, but, do, but I but I haven't, but I don't know if I, I almost said, I don't know if I want this job, but it was like, I, I guess I'm a teacher now. And it, it was like, just so that my origin story was like, I guess I I thought, can just
0: see you like, like with like, your like little, your briefcase and yeah. your like resume and this random piece of paper saying,
1: well, okay.
0: And because we're Gen X, yeah, we're like, okay, I guess this is what I'm doing for the next do- no, 22 exactly. years. Yeah,
1: <laughs> I didn't, I didn't really think. Right, I think it is, and it's so hard because I don't work in, with. <laughs> gen X are rare. Like, well, we can talk about that later, but oh, yeah. I don't. I feel like when I'm around Gen X, I'm like, okay, you get me, and I feel like every. I know Gen. Like so, some people say, generations are really made up, but I feel very Gen X and I feel like you understand that and someone who's a millennial or Gen Z doesn't but didn't you think didn't you have a pro and con list I'm like no I was like well I don't have a job and I don't quite know if I what I I don't know I mean I guess I have a job and I'll it's like like, is this uh, a job
0: Yes yes or no no Yes, it's Best a job. Stop. I suppose I have this job. I guess job. I'm
1: a teacher now. And then I remember telling people. I was like, "I'm a teacher." And they're like, "Weird. You're No one really expected that cuz they knew me as this person who worked in entertainment, book publishing, yep. Yep. music. I was, you know, going to parties for I was going to all these startup company yeah. parties. I was out every night. And I didn't I was already Gen X. And I didn't come from like a I wasn't necessarily a am a rule follower because I like good grades and right. I like structure-ish, but I'm not like a rule follower and suddenly right. i'm a teacher and that's yeah. all about most teachers that i work with still love rules like getting to work on time just kidding but you know <laughs> like 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 before work starts like yep, 20 yep. minutes before work starts and right like right. when the bell rings oh right I have to, it's the class is over you know like i i'm still not used to that because i think my origin story in that kind of artsy world and also being gen x it never really properly Prepared me for like the structure of being a teacher, even though I am a teacher and I've been a teacher for 22 years and
0: a really good teacher. Thank as you. It turns Thanks. out.
1: Thanks. Yeah. I guess I. I mean, the thing is, I think that what makes me a good teacher is that I didn't really want to be a teacher, but I liked history. There's something to that, They're, though. There's right. Something like to I didn't. That. I never played teacher. Like I, you know, I played when my when I played with my Barbies, they were like owned a store and like were like yeah. movie stars. Like they mogul were mogul Barbies.
0: They were mogul yeah. Barbies. They were yeah, they were mogul Barbies. Were, yeah Mover and shaker Barbies. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. They weren't like, okay, now let's teach a lesson. No, that wasn't (laughs) me. So here I was with the paper and I'm a teacher now. And I had a summer to just (laughs) mull that over and show up on day one. Prepped. Like, so, so I was like, all right, so what does that mean? It means, I need to, and I, then I told, they told me I was teaching five U.S. classes. Great. Cause that's really the only history yep. I studied in high school, yep. in college, in high school. And then I knew, okay, dress professionally, whatever that <laughs> meant. Like oh, I wasn't going to wear a suit, but I get I had one suit probably. And then it also meant like something with technology. And this was 2001, <laughs> 2002. So like, and this was your induction,
0: right? This yeah. was your induction. Yeah. It's like, yeah. do these three things. And now you're a teacher.
1: And now I'm a teacher. Right, that's amazing. I mean, I done. I had. I was a student teacher at Stuyvesant, which did love Stuyvesant. That also did not prepare me. That's so. If people don't know New York City, Stuyvesant's one of the specialized high school, and those kids ran the class. They'd be like, "I see, we're gonna talk about Booker T. Washington and W. E. B. Du Bois today. I've been reading W. E. B. Du Bois just." on my own because I find them interesting. <laughs> Mind if I step in halfway through the lesson and discuss my thoughts in Du Bois. I mean, that was my teaching experience. That's amazing. No, they didn't want anything written on the board. They would do the homework. They were like, I wanna push back on what you like they're challenging. Like they were yeah. like, they, were like about and they would like they would like you give them a multiple choice test and we go over the answers and be like, I think B and C should have been they're the same answer. It's like just a matter of semantics. So I'm like, wow. Teaching's <laughs> like Teaching lawyers, and then that was not real teaching, you know. I was like, wow, That's this right. is int- it's like a Socratic debate all day about like I'm also really
0: happy that I learned how Stuyvesant is pronounced because it's one of those, yeah, yeah it's one of those, yeah. and it turns out that it's phonetic, yeah, but for some so reason, I, it was one of those that I was overthinking. I'm like, I don't think it's pronounced like it looks, but turns out yeah. it is. There's a lot yeah, of
1: letters yeah. in that name, a
0: lot, <laughs> a lot of, of letters. letters, and they stress <laughs> me out. So, yeah. wh- so what did you say?
1: I just Liked it weirdly. <laughs> I, I liked you know honestly I well first of all I no in the beginning it was really hard and I sure, probably sure. Cri- I probably cried a lot yeah. and I was stressed because it's really stressful and then um, I I think honestly and this is corny I really liked the kids yeah did that's I not did boring. I that's what I mean it's the truth I mean I think that I realized that like I just really liked working with teenagers yeah. and. They made it fun and their personalities always even though I was teaching like this I was teaching the same subject five times a day in the beginning. Yeah. It it was just fun and it was definitely hard. But it was the it also felt I I like structure I learned. I, yeah. I liked the structure of it yep. because, you know, especially when you're coming out of that crazy world where you didn't know what a day was gonna be in a startup yeah, company right. and you were out every night, it, it forced me to be like, Oh yeah, no, I can't go out really late because I have to get to work at a certain time right. and it's right. not going to just start when I start. So See, I
0: didn't have that calculus. So I was like, I'll be fine. I'm yeah, 23. 23. Oh yeah, I'll be Fine.
1: <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean it was, that was an adjustment for me just like early sure. mornings and the yeah. structure of it. But I kind of, it like, I liked it. And I, and I also liked how as one of the things about teach, I mean, aside from the students, which is my favorite part of it, no matter what chaos is going on in your life, when you step into the classroom, It just all goes away. You could be going through breakups. And I mean, I've never had a divorce, just breakups, because I've never been married. (laughs) But haven't had a divorce yet. Need to add that to the truth. I I hear those are great. Put that on your resume. Yeah, you can have, (laughs) exactly. (laughs) Looking for a marriage, because I want to experience divorce. (laughs) Just kidding. But (laughs) I want to know what it's like to get divorced while teaching. Haven't done that yet.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's definitely good for the profession.
1: Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, but the point is, is that, you know, suddenly... the whole world everything that seems really you know that you're going through personally it just has to get cleared out because you're in the classroom you just have to be able to just it's a different space yeah
0: just set it it aside aside and just like move and show up and and sometimes i think that that's that that can that can be harmful in some ways oh yeah also what i'm like learning is that Sometimes you do just have to move through things and you've got to just be able to show up, especially when it comes to kids, you know. Um, So So, I I love what a great answer because I liked it. That's why I stayed. Yeah. And I love that you stayed stayed in one place. Like, it's funny when I talk to people about my teaching career, I taught in two schools. I I stayed seven years in one school and 16 years in the next one. And um people are like, Wow, two schools. I'm like, yo, I know somebody who's at the same school the whole time.
1: Twenty two years. I've gone through like one, two, three, four principals. Yep. And I, and I see my students all around New York City now.
0: That's, that's cool. And it's
1: pretty cool. like. You and being see- able
0: to see them, because they get to this age. Yeah. Once you've been teaching a while, they actually start doing things
1: yeah. in life. <laughs> yeah. It's really cool. Like, yeah. working in government. One of my yeah. students is getting her her PhD in history uh, at Yale. Like, that's amazing. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I have a former
0: student who is a literal neurologist. i like, what, really? That's insane. Oh, that's all you. Um, you
1: did that. You, you no, did oh, yeah. Because yeah. I taught history. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So. It got the neurology <laughs> Definitely yeah. me. Yeah. But one
0: thing that's kind of cool is, and part of my role now in central office is I support new teachers. There's a that's ton cool. of new teachers who are my students. Wow. And it is wild. Cool. Like kids that I had when they were like 11. <laughs> and like that's now, so
1: crazy. It's,
0: it's cool. And they were 11. I, wow. Yep. And I'm not sitting here like taking credit. I, some of them I'm like, wow, you become a teacher. That's amazing. But it's yeah. cool to be continue that relationship so that's cool so that's awesome
1: yeah
0: in a second um we gotta take a quick break okay. um because satara investors would love us to take a break um so when you started teaching sari was there ever a, a consideration that you would build generational wealth as a new teacher no <laughs> exactly. The no, the profession's not set up like I,
1: that. I wasn't, I wasn't, and honestly, I, I you know, some people, but there's a TDA, I don't even know what... Oh, TD kind of, Ameritrade, yeah. Yeah, I don't...
0: We're not advertising them. Forget no, that. No, we're
1: not. Oh, sorry. Just kidding. No, that's okay. No, say okay. your thing. No, it's okay. there's some, I don't even know what it is. I mean, like, you could have put in, you can put in, like, 10% of your paycheck. Right. paycheck. And I live alone. I'm single. I don't have kids. I don't have... A, like, I... I'm well, just There's getting, no
0: second income in your household. There's no
1: second income, <laughs> right? Because it's just me, yep. and so I never did that. Now I'm gonna yeah. like people. Are, I'm sure and teachers freak out when I tell them, but I'm like, I am living. I up, uh, you know, you're pretty much living in New York City. Oh You're not. Yeah. I mean, even if even if I saved, it's like you know, if I only didn't drink a latte every day, then I could what <laughs> have a, have. Have a, have extra lattes on the weekend. <laughs> then you weekend? could
0: have you could have a latte in retirement. right? Exactly. Right. Um, so yeah, exactly. Well, so what's so cool no. is my friend Alex uh, from Satera Investors. They they are our partners in this. Um, they've devised a way to allow for early service teachers oh. to actually start putting together some some wealth. And so for him, having grown up, his 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 uh, wife Tori, um, they do this business together. They've uh, they've done all this work to try to figure out how they can actually cr- change the structure of investing for folks that weren't born with generational wealth. Because as we know, and we'll talk about soon, yeah. Yeah. Uh, the best way to have generational wealth is to have it given to you. Right, right. <laughs> and if it's not right. given to you, it's not going to happen. Um, so anyway, y'all, when you um, when you finish this episode and when you finish subscribing to everything that. Uh, Sari does online, Um, then you should head over to Satera Investors and see if they can help you start planning for the future. Um, We will be right back after this. And we are back. What is up, everybody? I am here with my bestie, Sari Rosenberg, teacher extraordinaire. From the NYC. Um, I'm just so happy that you're joining. This is so much fun. I feel like I could talk to you for like hours because this is let's all good stuff.
1: Let's do let's it. Do it. Um, do yeah, pick, let's do it. I do
0: have to pick I have to pick up my spouse in a little bit so I can't okay. talk Not all night. Not
1: for hours. Okay.
0: Not for hours. Um, okay. okay. So, but she also loses track of time so she oh. won't know. Like, okay. She won't notice. Like that yeah. You see, bye friends. My friends are late. I'm at work still oh. which is amazing. Um, That's so cool. <laughs> it's so cool. I love being <laughs> You know we don't have cubicles here sari we have corrals
1: oh that sounds classy <laughs> right
0: that it's like okay classy. so we're just we're like livestock that's yeah great. they're
1: just yeah just part um, them in
0: yeah people yeah. are like oh so where's your office i'm like oh, i'm an office i am part of a corral that's, um,
1: that's better. it's better even he,
0: as a manager um yeah so um the thing that i think has drawn a lot of folks to your work is the activism that you engage in and the stuff that you do. And it's just like, it's it's really powerful stuff. It's funny, it's entertaining, but it's also like really deep. So how did you make that move? So first you were a reluctant teacher and then you were like, hey, this is cool. I kind of like this. How did you move from being this teacher that is enjoying kind of the work that you're doing into taking a more activist stance um, from your position as a teacher?
1: Yeah, so I mean, basically, it's exactly what you're told not to do, right? You're not supposed to be quote unquote political. Yeah, 100%. It's even in
0: some like union contracts. Oh, oh, yeah. Here's how you can and cannot address controversial issues.
1: I know, it might be in mine, so don't, I mean, no, I think I'm okay. No, I'm in New York. No, you're I'm, an AFT. I'm an AFT, AFT member. Yeah, I'm you're an protected. AFT. protected. Thank you, Randy Weingarten. Shout out to Yeah, Randy. Randy. Randy, pre- come on the podcast. Anyway, yeah, anyway. I'll talk to her. We'll get her on. Um, She's ah, someone yeah. who protects me a lot. Yeah. And yep. the UFT as well, which is the New York um, yeah. AFT chapter. But so I, you know, I, as much as I, as much as I'm saying a I'm rule breaker, I'm pr- I pretty much have followed the rules through life. You know, I went to sure. high school and college and. I'm pretty structured with my days, but you know what? But I definitely, uh, up until, I would say up until the Trump election, 2015, 2016, I pretty much followed those rules as well. If kids would say, what do you think of Reagan? Or, I mean, I think they could tell I was excited when Obama was elected, which that was hard to hold back. We were excited that day. But for the most part, I prided myself up until Trump came onto the scene and ran as a Republican in being coy in my political preferences. (laughs) And it was... Because I was, tr- you know, I was trained to. Well, I was told not to smile before Christmas, but I smiled on the first day. Yeah, but I felt like you're that, like, wow, this, this is, is fun. Yeah, this is cool. The kids are funny, and they're but like it, Miss it,
0: Rosenberg it, smiles.
1: Yeah, wait, wait, why is she smiling? I mean, it, they, it definitely made them have to. Well, because they know class. the
0: rules. Like, yeah, they know they're like, rules.
1: why is this teacher smiling? Yeah, on the yeah. first before. Christmas?
0: I'm just. By the way, I'm just like cracking up at because. There are many words I would use to describe you. Coy is not one of them.
1: Coy, yeah, I know. <laughs> well, I was, the, I, I, I was. You were kind of told, like, no political yeah. references in the classroom ever. Well, what do
0: they tell us? Is Gen Z? We are Gen Z. Gen X.
1: Gen yeah. X. It's like yeah. they
0: tell us over and over again: keep your head down, yeah. Keep your collar up. Keep your eyes down. Yeah. Keep it
1: moving. Mind your business. Yep. yep. Just you. You might not agree with the rules. Just. Go along with them. Get because, through like, it. Get through. Eventually, the
0: day. you can do whatever you want, but that is that day is don't, not today.
1: Yeah, don't question your boss. Just do it. It might be stupid. Just. Talk about it with your friends later, and <laughs> you know, like this was so dumb. It's like just watch any- and get
0: addicted to lots of things that can distract you. How like, about
1: that? <laughs> that's exactly it. I mean, just if anyone doesn't understand these references, just watch any movies from the eighties and you'll get it. <laughs> real. Reality bites, slacker. All My those God, movies. those are the best. Yes. But in terms of like when I became political, uh Trump, and and it became a thing where okay, so it started off because I viscerally could not hide how. I'd been crying all night and all morning. Yeah. Uh, we came to school the next morning, and my principal at the time was, was a, is a she is and a Pakistani Muslim, and she was the principal at the time. She intentionally read the Pledge of Allegiance over the loudspeaker, and she was crying, and all my students were crying, and I was like, "Wait, who, wait, why is the teacher crying? Oh, shoot, I'm the teacher who's crying." Like I was just floating above myself. Yeah, and kids were just grappling with what this meant for them personally because my school is extremely diverse and, but, but not actually, it's become more diverse. But at the time when people say diverse, let's be honest, they're saying, Oh, it's not just all white kids. You know, it's, it's Brown and black kids, but like it wasn't diverse. It was Brown and black kids. Like, Muslim kids, like the same people, like like (laughs) not diverse,
0: not like us,
1: not like us. So I hate saying that. Like now the school's diverse, where it's really there's white kids or black kids, there's all different kids. But at the time, it was like I was often the only white person in the room, aside from maybe one kid, one Polish kid. Yeah. So it's true, like that's how the school was. The the school has gotten far more diverse, and I think it's better for everyone. Sure. But at the time, I'm standing there, and I'm a white woman. I mean, I'm Jewish, but. I'm white appearing right. Sure. I'm white for all intents and purposes. Yeah. And I had two thoughts. I was like, well, first of all, most of these kids know that I was excited to get Hillary elected. Yeah. yeah. And number two, um, if they didn't know that I am a white woman standing in front of them and, they're going to think that if I'm coy with them about this one, that I'm a Trump supporter. And Trump was a direct threat to the, to probably the, every single kid in that room, whether they supported him or not, right? His policies would be. And I know that people felt like, some people were like, "Ah, oh, how bad could it be? And they thought I was being hyperbolic and dramatic right. that day. And then it ended up being worse than we imagined. But I remember what got me and got me speaking out was not me though. It was the fact that one of my students who wears hijab looked at me, scared, like real, viscerally scared, and she said, "Miss, they all call you Miss in New York, Miss. Right, I'm right. scared to take the subway now in my hijab, and I'm scared for my family to be on the subway now." And yeah. I said, "Okay." She's like, "What do I do if someone like attack, you know comes after us?" And I, and part of me even then was like, "That's not. It's New York. That's not going to happen." Sure. But then there was a part of me that was like she knows more than me and i said well just act like i was like just get up and move into the next subway car just get up and walk like don't just like walk away or just act act like you don't understand like walk away and that monday she came in or the next day after the weekend and she said miss some guy spit on us wow so that was it i mean i was already speaking out but that was it and i said you know what like if I get fired for this, which I won't, or if I get reprimanded, yeah. I don't care because a lot of these students don't have, don't feel safe speaking out or they don't have a platform to speak out, they're minors. And I'm just going to speak out because this is this sounds dramatic, but it's true. And we're living in that time now too, which is I'm a student of history, a scholar of yeah. history. And you yeah. study the past and you say, what would I have done? I mean, I'm Jewish, I would have been, we don't want to talk about what would have happened. But what happens if I was in a time period where there was someone who was a leader, who was a threat to others, and I could have done something to stop it? Would I have done that back then? Like during the civil rights movement, would I have joined the sit-ins? Would I have done those things? And I like to think I would have. And then I had a moment where I said to myself, oh, that's this moment. And just one step, you know, one foot in front of the other. And I just continued to speak out. And it just got louder and louder Uh,
0: to your point though i mean we i think one of the one of the things i think is interesting is that when you look at the history and and maybe maybe your heritage does play a part in this where it's kind of like it wasn't just that jewish people did not resist and just kind of were were passive in this whole thing. There were uprisings. There were guerrilla movements. There were those kinds of things, and I kind of see that. You know, it's interesting because um, December 2016 is when Two Dope Teachers and a Mic launched.
1: Wow. That was when we
0: launched. That's awesome. It was one of these things where Kevin and I, were becoming more and more aware that we were isolated as male teachers of color. Yeah, um, yeah, Before he came and started working with me, I had been working for 14 years as the only teacher of color in any staff that I was a part of. Wow. And what happened to me in those times is I thought I could kind of switch on and off my identity, mm. and that was, that was hard, and I didn't realize what was happening until I met another person of color. Um, wow and so i think that kind of that call is is pretty amazing and what you know i when when i try to describe your your social media presence and that's yes. that's where i want to kind of go next with this yeah. is i kind of view you as a 21st century john brown right like to me it's just kind of like so you, you are part of this elite group of folks that I re- refer to as um, as my John Brown white people, right? <laughs> and I know, and I know whiteness is not like the 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 total the totality of your identity. Yeah, but I but am
1: white. I'm white. Yeah, and I want to it, – like. No, but before they see my last name, I'm a white girl with fake blonde hair. It's fake, but blonde hair, right? Like, fake blonde hair. Like Your hair's not, not
0: fake, the blonde.
1: The blonde hair. <laughs> the hair is real, baby. Yeah, the real hair. That's right. Little, That's right. Little, That's right. This yeah. gray yeah.
0: that I have yeah. is also real. Um, yeah, yeah. No, They're but so awesome. so like, so there's a few of you. There's there's our mutual friend, Chris Deer. Um, There's a few of you. And I'm kind of like, you know what? These are white people. If I said we are raiding Harper's Ferry, they are coming with me, <laughs> right? Yeah,
1: I'd be down. I'd be down. And so-
0: but I think that's been your your digital engagement and what you've done aside from just not just this is important aside, yeah. in addition to validating stories and being a safe place for your students from marginalized and minoritized communities to come you know to come to. You have also taken these very very strong stands that when even when I look at it, I'm like oh shoot I don't know if I would say that Um <laughs> like, what, like because, what, what am I Well like, no because I'm just I'm just I'm just a sensitive person okay, um got and it, so got like it. people People get mad and oh, I get, get my mad. feelings hurt and I'm like, oh, but, and people get, get big mad get, at you. They
1: get really, especially on Instagram lately. Like I can't even, that's what, Instagram. that's
0: something that like blows it's me away. Crazy. It's like they're all the so haters got they're, confused by Twitter and decided yeah, to get on Instagram.
1: They're so mad at me on Instagram, like all day, <laughs> like so mad. Uh, now,
0: now are they mad? Are they Jordan Peterson mad at a puppet worm mad? Cause that's wild.
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't even know. I mean, it feels like, I don't even know. I, it's every, name a type of mad, I have it. Yeah. Every single type of mad. So, so like,
0: like, I, I, like would, I would I would, would curl up in a ball because I'm insecure. Yeah. Um But <laughs> how, how do you...
1: <laughs> Aren't we all? Do, I mean, come on. <laughs>
0: how do you consent? But, like, and, yeah. we're, and we're not even talking about, like, what you post is, like, time-consuming. Like, it's not yeah, just something you can do just quick and be like let's just real quick throw this video up like there's work that goes into that yeah. um how do you how do you do that with all of the hatred coming at you
1: it fuels me I mean I will say that damn I love that answer. it fuels me it fuels me I, I someone writes a bunch of hateful stuff and I'm like alright I'm make another video about that it Got fuels it. me the hate fuels me because yep. it can do two things to you it can because I know and, and my friend Little Miss Marxist always reminds you of this. If they're coming after you, it's because you struck a nerve. Because mm. why? Because I always want to, I don't respond to them, but I sometimes I do, and then I block them. And yeah. I write, you could have kept scrolling, but you just wrote me an essay. <laughs> yeah bruh. Like, why are You're you... You're like, yo,
0: who is living rent-free in your head? In your
1: head. I mean, and then they'll write back sometimes. before, And then I block them because I don't want them to report my account because they're crazy. They'll right. write something like, "You, your video was fed to me. And I said, but you could have kept scrolling. But instead, yeah. you wrote an essay to me. I got you so angry and <laughs> because you disagree with me so much and you want me to do my research that you did it for me and sent me your ideas. But it does fuel me. But I will say that I want to speak about I think that what happened was that it takes, what do they say? The fir- What's the saying? The first cut's the deepest. So, yeah, yep, you know, that's like right. the, first bro- the first time you have a broken heart, it hurts the most. Although I have, I always get a broken heart. It hurts the same. But <laughs> it the that, that doesn't, it, it always hurts. I disagree with that. Like, hey, I'm y'all, saying, stop,
0: yo, stop breaking Sari's heart. Stop
1: breaking my heart, yo. I'm going to fight song- you. We're, we're besties yeah, now. I'm going yeah, f- to yeah. fight yeah. You. Don't yeah, even try now. My bestie's exactly. gone. But, but yeah, in terms of the hate online, it's that saying like the first cut's the deepest. And the first, yeah. there are two incidents and then I never got scared again and watched me mm. knock on wood because I don't want to yeah, yeah, anything yeah, else. Yeah, but so far know. I've been okay. I just don't look at the comments. But the first time was I put, po- the first post that, all the crazy right when people came for me was around the time that they were passing those, the original CRT, anti-CRT bills. We don't even need to talk about it. Everyone right. understands how dumb those were. And I, right around 4th of July weekend, I always post, what's to the Slave is the 4th of July, the famous Frederick Douglass speech that he gave back in the the slavery days still like you know they had it was still slavery and they asked him to give a speech about the 4th of july and he yeah. called him out on the hypocrisy of this nation celebrating the 4th of july when people were not independent in this country all yeah. the yeah. enslaved people so i noticed i i just tweeted a bit of a thread that <laughs> yep. said hey so does this mean that in your states that you've banned frederick du- you know conversations about racism and race and slavery can they read this speech anymore now, not, not, Fre- they can learn about Frederick Douglass, but can they learn this speech? And right. then I, and they all found this tweet for some reason, and they all said the same thing. Sari's lying, this isn't true, and then screenshotting that you can read, like, the, narr- you know, the life story of Frederick Douglass. Okay. That is different than this speech.
0: Than his 4th of, July, Fourth of July, speech. July speech. Absolutely. And But yep. the
1: problem is that nuance doesn't work online in general, and it certainly doesn't with... These, this army of trolls that were probably in some weird troll room together <laughs> and were given this line to say, Sari's a liar. You're picturing a
0: troll room, right? Yeah, now. <laughs> of
1: all these like people. Like,
0: you guys, recognized. Sari tweeted a thing that I'm mad about. Yeah,
1: what are Let's we gonna do? We're gonna call her. Li- <laughs> and if you notice, that's the pattern. They just say, You're a liar, Sari's lying. And yeah, you yep. can bl- you can limit comments, but you can't. Now, Twitter's gone, it's X, but oh, even God, bef- no, before yeah. Elon Musk. One thing that they would do was even if you didn't allow them to respond to you, you could limit comments, they can quote tweet you. So there was yes. all these quote tweets. And yep. then they started coming after saying I had plastic, you know, going after my face, plastic surgery. Like no plastic surgery, by the way. It's just my face. Like, <laughs> And I'd right. be like, oh, you think I'm pretty that I paid for my Aww, face? Thanks. Oh, thanks. So you don't think the, this is
0: – I woke oh, up like this. I woke people. up like this with up this up plastic
1: like this. surgery face. So that was the first <laughs> attack. And then the second attack was even worse because – I learned another lesson, which is don't tweet a picture from your classroom with the words white supremacy and multiracial democracy and say – and wearing a mask because I was still mask times. <laughs> oh, saying, yeah. You,
0: you're checking off all of all, their and hate wait, boxes. And
1: then I tweeted teaching about the January 6th and whatever the hashtag happened oh. to was capital riots. Bruh. I was – I was I was not thinking. I thought who follows me on? You know, Are like you sure,
0: because that sounds kind of intentional. It's no, kind was like Here, it wasn't. let me bait you, jerks. I, no, I really, no, totally not. It usually
1: totally goes not. it usually a lot of times when I would tweet, it would go on like missed. And I was actually interestingly enough, thought I was promoting the article I had just written for not like Marx's magazine, but Parents magazine. I had written an article. An actually, balanced and fair article about how to teach your kids about January 6 for Parents.com. So Weird. I thought I was advertising because it was the lesson that actually was a lesson that we got from the NYC DOE. Like I didn't come up with this lesson, and it was like a see, think, wonder, which they were making fun of. Like, what's the difference between thinking and wondering? It's actually a teaching device. We're professionals. It's what we use. Idiots. Yeah. What do you
0: notice? What do you wonder?
1: And the, what is we are exactly not what right, see right. think wonder yeah. like have you been yeah, to yeah. school dude so they <laughs> I tweeted this picture and I got because my last name is Rosenberg, that's when I was reminded that my last name is Rosenberg. All the yep, yep. terrible anti-Semitic stuff. My one thing I had said was like if they start bringing up the Holocaust and ovens, I don't know if I can be tweeting anymore. And they did that. And it was terrifying. It was disgusting. Wow. Yeah, it, yeah. I I can't eat, Like I can't tell you how many I saw, and the echo symbol, which I learned is a, a yeah. dog whistle for yep, yep. for Jew, um, yep, Jewish yep. person. The nose, everything. You know, anti-Semitic cartoons, all under my. So I deleted the tweet. So. Everyone listening thinks the story's over. Oh, no. I went and got my hair done to calm down. And my hairstylist was the one who's like, just take it down. So I took it down. He was smart. He's like, just take it down. I'm like, you're right. I'm just going to take it down. Why do I need it up? Well, Jack Posobiec, I don't even know how to say his last name. That (laughs) Nazi. Doesn't matter. (laughs) Whatever the hell his name is. Nazi guy with a million followers. Someone, a libs of TikTok found it, posted it, sent it to him. And he decided to retweet it and tag me. Hey, Sari Beth Rose, why did you delete this? Okay? Yeah. So that was around 10 o'clock Eastern. Oh, shoot. (laughs) Okay.
0: I'm going to have you pause for one second. I need to uh, plug in because my battery sucks. Okay. Be right back, bestie. All right, we are back and I am plugged in and Sari is plugged in and we're ready to go. go. So, So- Part we're two. talking about Jack yeah. whatever the, Soviet, the hell his name whatever. is. Nazi yeah.
1: guy. He yeah. retweets me, he takes my picture of the tweet and asks me why I deleted it. It was like a you know late at night late late enough at night in New York time, where all my friends online who were in California and elsewhere, no, all my friends in New York and stuff couldn't come to my rescue, like East Coast time. So I talked to a friend and he basically said, Go private for the night. And make that be the focus. I mean, this is like a whole strategy online. Go private for the night. And then um, let them go. Let them feel like they won because you went private and they scared you. And it was just every possible mean thing that people could say. But the thing is, is that they, they were, it was all anti-Semitism, but then it was also just like attacks on my looks, attacks on my face. Like they found like my profile picture and they were like, God, busted girl, you know? And you have to be so secure yeah. and be like, no, I know I'm not busted looking, and even if yeah. I am, fuck them, you know. Like, yeah. sorry for cursing and, and, whoever and like cares, whatever. That's okay. Yeah. No, but, I mean, yeah. and
0: and it's it's wild because I know that I've have just seen this happen. It's to disgusting. So many women on on X, especially, oh, but yeah. you know, in oh. a lot of other places, yeah. So so just so the the hatred kind of took a whole new level of oh, yeah. like nastiness oh, and yeah. cruelty.
1: And and I just, I, people are like, don't, I look, but you know what happens? You get numb. So once you start seeing it over and over, you I think what happened to me at least, and maybe this, I'm sick, I yeah. just started separating the online stuff from me because I started thinking these people don't know me. They're attacking this icon that is me online right. that represents liberal Jewish lady fighting for black people, which yeah. they hate, like white people yeah. fighting for black and brown people, yeah. wanting a multiracial democracy, calling out their white supremacy. That's what they're fighting. I mean, that is so also like, what I believe. So in a really it's,
0: weird, so in yeah. a really, in, in a way, not, not a really weird way, but so the way that you receive this kind of thing is like, you're not actually attacking me because you don't know me. Yeah, You're not, this isn't personal. You just look at this, at this presence and for you, you feel that it, I just represent everything that you hate. And right. so really what you hate is everything that literally exists in this country. Right. And I'm just I'm just your symbol for it.
1: Yeah, I became the, yeah, the symbol Exactly. That, that's you articulated perfectly. And that's how I'm able to, keep, able to keep going. Because so basically the next morning I went public again. My friends told me to just say, I'm still here. And then I tweeted. The reason I deleted the other tweet and I listed all the anti-Semitic Semitic things that happened to me because of that tweet, and that's yeah. why I deleted. It's because the hate that I received because my last name is Rosenberg, yeah. and yeah. so you know every Nazi flooded in, and we reported them. Yeah. And before Elon Musk had taken over, it was a lot of those accounts got taken down. So yep, I felt like yep, I, yep. I felt like you know. I was the Nazi hunter that I wanted to have been in the 30s and 40s. (laughs) I became that Nazi hunter online. I I mean, they're all, all those accounts are back. So that's, so once those two things happened, I started seeing it in that way. That's not to say that when people that I don't know come up to me, I definitely get weird sometimes. And it's yeah. because yeah. they know they don't know me from that. But I, mm-hmm. I definitely am on edge a little without realizing yeah. it because yeah. it, it gets in your head like, Oh, these people hate like they hate me. Yeah. <laughs> they don't hate yeah. me, but they hate this person but, they but, see. Yeah. But
0: they they hate the I mean and that's the I'm other, other that thing too, especially as a woman. woman, they they hate what you represent <laughs> enough that it could lead to violence. It could lead, like, they're not philosophical enough to say, oh, that's Sari, but I just hate the idea of her. I would never hurt her. Like, that has to be something that creates that anxiety. So I think this is really important because, you know, and and it's interesting because I kind of, ad hoc talked about superheroes right mm-hmm. and I think one of the things about superheroes I'm a big comic book nerd this this is kind of where I live I love it I, love um, it. I consider so- teachers of color to be like the x-men, X-Men. like there's oh whole totally thing.
1: totally totally and totally, yeah.
0: so the way I kind of see this is that like there is this kind of superhero arc where there is pain and there mm-hmm. is fear and there is anxiety and I think what's really powerful, and listeners, I hope you're getting this, like, is that it, it isn't that people like Sari, like other folks that we've seen get attacked, mostly women, um, Kalisa Wing, the homegirl, right? Oh, yeah. Like uh, my, my, my my homie uh, Key from Woke mm-hmm. Kindergarten. Like mm-hmm. it's not that they have some unique shell or some unique ability to – fight back and resist and be like, "Ha ha, you can't defeat me. I'm Carrie Beth Rose." You know, it isn't that that's a thing. It's like, "Nah, this stuff hurts and this stuff is scary yeah. and this stuff is fucked." Sorry, we're going to have to put the e on this. Yeah. And um and but I choose the fight. Yeah. I choose the fight, which kind of gets me in you're you're already kind of talking about the next topic, yeah. which is this is kind of the work, right? Right. Right. Like we, as much as people like me, let's be honest, are dismissive of like perceptions through social media and that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's whole sets of consciousnesses that are being developed on social media and playing out on social media. Now we're seeing, it used to be, man, you would never talk to somebody in person like that. Well, now people are starting to do it. And so we're starting to see that tail wag wag the dog a little bit. And so this this matters. This is important. And, um, and so how do you view just your work as an educator that isn't just about reciting the standards and making sure kids pass tests?
1: So my job is, yes, they have to, they want to do well in the AP US exam and they want to do, they want to pass the regents exam and know the content for that and have the skills. But I, I always say that if I, I trust, I've taught, 21 years of students so my i feel happiest and aco- most accomplished when i run into students whether it's at a reunion or anywhere in new york because i see my students everywhere now which is awesome when they say i think about your class every time i watch the news every time i read a newspaper i'm like "Ooh, you're reading a newspaper good or every time i'm reading the news online or every time i'm on twitter or TikTok, and yep. seeing history videos i think about the history class because to me that's what we're getting away from with all this testing and, and just standards, which is that, why do we study the past? Why, and I think it's becoming abundantly clear today that what happens when you don't study the past or make it relevant yeah. or, is that we repeat or, or the Or yeah.
0: reframe yeah. the past to right. suit right. your own comfort and your own, anything that just affirms important. your own narrative.
1: Exactly. And so it's so important that for me, that, now more than ever that you make those connections between current day and the past and they're not neat connections like everything the past everything that happened in the past is different in its context but to see that see how it rhymes and see some of the parallels and so that's what I want students to take from my class and so some of them some I think when they first enter my class they think I'm being random because I bring up oh the UAW is on strike and and I yeah, right. connected it to some word that was in a reading and they're like that has no that has nothing to do with the reading let's stay on track <laughs> but they don't realize like I always tell them like there's method to my madness like there's a reason I'm because I want to make them feel, see I, yeah. I tell yeah. people
0: there's a madness to my method
1: oh well there's that oh see this is why we're friends this is why exactly. we're besties <laughs> yin, yin and yang well maybe I should start to say, now I'm going to copy you but I, I know but folks I want, everything yeah.
0: that I'm not good at sarah is good at and everything and that i am good at sarah is better at so oh ahead.
1: stop it oh stop it oh my god watch me teach one day you might disagree um, oh but, my <laughs> teaching go ahead but uh, two dope teachers who, who teach sometimes no who can't I'm, teach who can't teach that's the whole that's why we're dope yo um, that's right but but i will say that i want kids to feel lit i'm gonna come up with a phrase like let me think of it the like, current events literate i we can come up with a better one later workshop it but this idea that i want kids to be able to do that too i love that idea of kids being able to seamlessly connect something that they're learning about during the new deal and connect it to something in biden's program or something that didn't happen during trump's program or they tried to make happen during another presidency right so like i don't want to bash anyone so i i want kids that's why i do that in the class i want them to realize because i think it feels i think that when they learn about government and civics and pay attention to the news it's it's scary it's like intimidating because it's all this new information at once especially if they haven't been paying attention to the news at all and so i want i want to model that it can be a seamless process and so i guess if i were to analyze why i do it that's why i want them to feel comfortable and confident in that even they can understand that they can relate the past the present it's not that hard it's just knowing it and understanding the content oh wait you went quiet yeah
0: yeah so i um started my career at an alternative school where a lot of students had just not been in school much over the over their entire high school careers and even there when we when i taught history they would say well Mr. That we do that in Denver too. Mr. That I like that. That, that. That's just like today. So I never even had to manufacture or guide them to a connection and saying, Hey, do we see any? They would kind of bring that unprompted. And, and I think hmm. the way you kind of explain the way that your other topics come into conversations, you might be talking about the New Deal and then it leads to other things. Um, that helps me view the teaching of history and actually my practice was a lot like that where I really view the teaching and the learning and the studying of history as a dynamic thing it's not static it's not a list of facts that you just have to know that have never been interrogated and when I talk to students so I was teaching AP world history and what I would share with my students is that you know, we would talk about point of view statements right back yeah. when they were doing POV statements,
1: yeah. and
0: I would say, and they would say, "Well, like what? Po- like, what if there's like a million points of view?" I'm like, "Well, there probably are." And so our job as historians is to learn what those points of view are and well, and why people have them and why people felt that those points of view that they had were absolutely rational and absolutely reasonable to the point that they communicated them right, right. and so. What it sounds like is um, Mr. Rosenberg's classroom is is dynamic and it is establishing those connections and, and that the students are able to make those connections. And I think that is the work. Um, you know, we talk about this, the urgency of history. I, and, you know, I'm biased. Cause I'm, I was a history major. I taught history. Um, I just don't think that there's a more important discipline for our time right now. There's no, yeah, nothing else is possible without understanding the history and what came before and how people saw it. Um, and that's, that's the work.
1: Yeah. And I feel like also the other thing I like to, I, I've been not talking a lot about with them is I'm, I, I'm really mindful of the fact that so much of american history when you start interrogating it and looking at it through a critical lens yep. and no, let's say a complex lens the one that they don't mm. want us doing in florida oh, right, right. right which is you know the negative history i'm really i'm of the mindset that it that it makes them the kids already know that stuff and your job is to give them the tools to understand it and also to and that doesn't make them hate america right. it makes right. them appreciate it more because yes. when they understand the struggles that people went through I, to to get us to becoming more of a multinational multiracial democracy, which we've yet to achieve. Yep, and yep. to understand that sometimes there's decades where you see it going in that direction and other times they're not, but then there's those human beings, those individuals who say, no, I'm not going to let it go this way. I'm going to bring it back to the direction where everyone's included or we try to yep. do that. I yep. think that's so important. I don't think that makes them hate it more. And one thing I'm really getting t- talking a lot about this year in the pa- first couple of weeks is this idea that, and I, it's funny because I was interviewing Congressman Bowman for something else mm-hmm. and he was saying the same thing. I was like, okay, cool. Other people are saying that. <laughs> yes. But it's this idea that human beings created these systems that we're living with now. And That's so right. I said to my students, so if human beings created them, what can they also do? They can tear them down, but wait, the people listening who think I want to tear everything down and build up better structures, That's right? right? That's right. That's the right. people, That's right. And I think that is that that's the theme of a good history class which is that in the end these systems didn't just get imposed on us from up above human beings worked really hard to create white supremacy and the patriarchy and all these systems that have hurt people including you know not dealing with our planet and not addressing global warming yeah and so we can do the reverse but we actually have to all learn about it and figure yeah. out what the best way to move forward is. So yeah. I yeah. think you can talk about the negative stuff and frame it in that way and not yeah. make yeah. kids hate America. I think yeah. it's possible, yeah. you know? Yep.
0: And I never had that experience of, and I taught black and brown children. I never I yeah. very rarely did someone say, Man, I hate this country. Like yeah. it was it they always had this optimistic view that we can make things better and we can we can look to the future. Well, something that you said really reminds me of something that I've been trying to hold in my mind a lot. Um, the first is that systems don't sustain themselves. Systems are upheld by people. Right. And so what are the decisions that we all make? And, I, and, of course, being in a central office space, I see that very clearly, right? What are the decisions that we make every day that are either disrupting or reinforcing the system? It's, it's either or. Yeah. Um,
1: Yeah. and
0: then the other thing I think about a lot is you know when we talk about tearing things down right I mean for me I think more in terms of what am I creating that's just going to render these current understandings and systems obsolete like do you still walk around with a Walkman? I don't like I don't need to like the Walkman was probably fine for its time and it was we didn't see any better possibility at that point now we've got these little devices that have our the whole of life and a text from one of my direct reports um, yes, yeah. <laughs> on them, which is okay. And more, um, and,
1: more and more, and more. Yeah.
0: Um, so I think that's really powerful stuff. Like, yes, eventually something has to give. Um, but it's like, if the revolution happens tomorrow, do we still have to work on Monday? I mean, yeah, there's still stuff to do. <laughs> like afterwards. Yeah. We still have to keep working. Yeah. Yeah. So apologies to anybody who thought the revolution would immediately end to us not working. Um, we will right. get there, just not th- this weekend. Yeah, um not this weekend. man, yeah, I could can talk, talk to you so all much, night, Sari. I
1: know it's too- We can we can even do a part two, or maybe we I can, can do co- more. Or maybe I can do more. Oh, let's do
0: it. Let's yeah, do yeah, it. Yeah. I, you're on yes. the roster. Um awesome. So I talked about Walkmans, and I talked yes. about creative destruction slash planned obsolescence. Who knows which yeah, one it is? Yeah. Who knows. Um, so on your Walkman. No, just kidding. Yeah, um, yeah, I have so a Walkman. My sports. You listen to music. You, yeah, li- you like and, music, of course. The, I like, like music and,
1: a, and, a, and pizza, and I, like a normal And,
0: I, person, and pizza, yeah. yes. Normal Musical things. pizza is even yeah. better. Yeah. I um, feel like I might not be surprised by what you choose because yeah. I am a, devo- a devotee of Beth Nation, Beth Rose Nation. Oh my God, uh, you're a I follow your stuff. I like watching yeah. the stuff. So I yeah, might yeah. have some guesses. However, what are the top five tracks slash musicians oh. slash styles? That are showing up on your music player. And I want to qualify that a little yeah, bit by saying, yeah. this doesn't mean you're top five ever.
1: No, yeah, like, please don't make me. It's a
0: snapshot, say, right? A snapshot. This I'm moment at right now. Yeah. in fall, almost fall of 2023 in this place, in this corner of the metaverse, like what is, what is resonating with you now? And it's I mean, also it's not, doesn't have to be hierarchical. Okay, like okay. so. You okay. can just say like- these are the, five, the five, right? Okay. And yeah, um, you can have ties.
1: Oh, wow. I, this is the best. See, this is how Gen X does it because that's right. I know this is a theme, and I'm sure people listening are like, she needs to stop it with the Gen X thing. <laughs> not nah. because also, Gen X people storm the Capitol, so we're not all great. I don't speak for them, right? Yeah. Like, we also Gen raised
0: is- some, a lot of us also raised Gen Z, whether it was. Our our actual yes. children, or the children that we taught in our classrooms, yeah. we raised those children who are yeah. ready to like just dismantle Tear everything. So, so like,
1: I take credit for that, and because I've taught mm-hmm. a lot of them. Okay, but yep. I like the way you asked the question. Okay, so I will say that I was talking to a friend the other day, and he was saying like, new music. You know, we were talking about how we still listen to the indie music of the. If we're listening to rock, it's like all the like indie music of the 20s early like the strokes and stuff yeah, like the and early are really awesome but i was saying i love fred again do you know who fred again is i do wow I love fred again fred, fred again, again is so congratulations
0: good. first appearance on a top five
1: okay fred again and if anyone's listening and wants to gift me with tickets because they're really expensive in new york but
0: It's like, you know, these
1: tickets are so expensive, but I love, he's just, he's a DJ. Yep. But if you watch anything on, if you, now that I've said this and you're listening, it's going to show up on your TikTok because that's how the algorithm (laughs) works. Fred again, Fred again, Fred again. It's going to then play. All right, cool. So I'm going to have to look for it. DJ. It's, it's, he's great. He just, it's amazing. Brilliant. Samples and really just beautiful songs and also good ones to work out to. And then I guess I'm going through my playlist. I mean, I like such a range of music because. Yep. Okay. So. I will say that I know that people rag on Drake all the time, but he was my number one artist on Spotify last year. Sorry, I mean, not sorry.
0: I mean, I guess I
1: listened to Drake. I don't know if it's going to happen this year, but that's what that comes up a lot on my playlist. Yeah, Drake um, I mean,
0: resonates with a lot of folks. I'm not going to lie. I I don't always get it. I don't actively yeah. hate his music. Um, yeah, no, but the newer
1: stuff I don't, I don't love get it as much. But, but, but yeah.
0: But also, like a lot of people, Sage, right? more people probably agree with you than with me. So
1: I, no, I, I, I've re- I'm slow. People are slowly trying to get me off the train. Be- yeah. I mean, some of my stuff is gonna be like. Well, honest. to me, like I,
0: it's to yeah. me, it's a little bit like Eminem, right? Because, yeah, yeah. Like, Eminem, I thought was just annoying when I when he first came out, and now yeah. as I've aged as a hip hop head, I'm like, actually, kind of a gifted MC, right? And kind of kind of unique, and so I've come to. Yeah, I agree. Uh,
1: my daughter has say, me
0: in my inner phone as Eminem's number one fan. So I'm Really? Like, well, wow. But...
1: Okay, so that's changed. So, I w- okay, I'll get more respect from you because my favorite Jay-Z album of all time, I love Jay-Z. Jay-Z is above it all. Like, if I'm walking to work, I usually put on Jay-Z. And Reasonable Doubt is the best Jay-Z yes! album
0: Yes. Oh, all time. say that.
1: Reasonable Doubt. Say put it that. on. Start to finish, that's yep. an album. It's that's a, no, album. Skip album. No, it's a skip no skip album. No skip album, and yep. no matter what your mood, it yep. works. Yep. It works, right? So I'm uh, going love that. all Inclusions. over the place. Yeah, you got to include "Reasonable Doubt," and and I and of course Beyonce, like everything oh, yeah. Beyonce. But I will say that, like, I'm looking. I have this. I always have like running playlists, and the one I have recently, it's like my late summer run, and I put on "Green Light." I love. It's a it's a green light. Beyonce is just and it's the yep, Freemasons yeah. remix. If you don't want to okay. work out, oh, I haven't heard that, that one. On. OK, it's, but green light. I feel like people don't put that on their list. It's just a good, fun Beyonce song. And Upgrade You is also another great Beyonce oh, yeah. song. Those are yeah. the songs that I like.
0: What's the freedom song? The, oh, yeah. From Lemonade oh, that whole, with, lemonade, Ken, with the, Kendrick. Oh, lemonade lemonade is wild. But,
1: actually, that whole album, yeah. But that, that collab with Kendrick
0: great. is wild. Also, yeah, I amazing. love
1: Kendrick. I love Kendrick. Yep. I, know, I know his... Got like, to what, for too. his most recent album, I think some people didn't like some of his references. We won't get into that. Sure. Them, but I, he's, a, he's a master. And I, is, do I, have I already said five? Damn. That's all right. Can you can have a tie. Okay. And I, I mean, also, there's I like Rihanna and Nicki.
0: Of course. Rihanna and Nikki. Yeah, Except, why is it either a basic, or? It's, I feel like it's I'm sounding bold.
1: basic. I'm not, giving you, I'm not giving you my, like, you know, off the... I guess Fred again was, no. cool yeah, was say, a cool one. And then I will say, this this goes out to Mr. Servin, because we were guiding the students, and I were talking how we love Drake. He's like, have you listened to the new Drake? I'm like, Texco Green is such a good song. And Mr. Servin was like, play it. And he's like, is it? And I was like, oh, I guess. <laughs> I don't know now that I'm trying to explain it. Maybe I just can relate to when the texts go green. I'm just kidding. Yeah. But I just yeah. I like yeah. the sentiment. But I will say that then he told me, and I hope it doesn't start playing. He said, You're missing out. He's like, he told me, and he's right, this is a really good album. So it's uh well now you're gonna have to have an explicit no, I'm just kidding. So JPEG <laughs> Mafia, JPEG Mafia, Jenny Brown, the album's called Scaring the Hose. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> Put it in your I don't ears. know that one. Me neither. Okay. He was like no 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 just listen to it and he started playing it for me and a couple of students and we were like oh good stuff Okay huh? and I'm All I'm right. into that so I think I've said 20
0: yep that's great this is you, you're, you're in almost Eric Hale territory uh, and, and I will say it, you
1: got Led Zeppelin always Led Zeppelin always. Let,
0: yeah Led Zeppelin's good no uh, yeah. Eric Hale 2021 teacher of the year my guy from Texas yeah. um, who I believe he still texts me songs today and we interviewed him three years ago
1: um, i so. uh, yeah you can just cut me off because I'm about to because I do love I listen to EDM when I go running and I listen, oh, to, yeah. I listen to it all I listen no, to it all name a song great. except for country sorry
0: yeah I listen to some kind of, No, but there's some, there's some definitely anti-cop, like, you know, anarchy, like country music, like the real stuff. So uh, shout out to my guy, Sam, who exposed me to his like dope country music that is just about working people and defying authority.
1: Okay, can I say one more song? Yes. <laughs> Gar- Gary Clark, okay. Here's an amazing song that I play a lot. Gary Clark Jr., this land
0: okay yep you know that song that I is a great know that one. Song. yeah that one that that's a great um inclusion all right yeah. okay, so I'll we're stop, gonna stop, yeah. we're gonna keep talking about music for the next four hours but we will yep. not make the rest of you listen to it Sari Rosenberg I'm so happy you joined me tonight
1: that was so fun
0: yeah this is a really dumb question because I'm pretty sure that everybody already knows where to find you but where do people yeah. find you on social media to well partake they can find your work.
1: Sorry, I cut you off. I mean, they can find... I was like, so excited to tell him like, where can they find me? What? <laughs> find me everywhere. I used to have a joke. Me I was street. on every website. Um, yep. No, but you can find me at Sari Beth Rose. So my name is Sari Beth Rosenberg. But I thought, oh, no one's going to know it's me because I'm just using my <laughs> truncated... It's clearly... If you Google me, it comes you. up. Sari... Yeah, it's my face. So. Can Sari, confirm. Can Sari, yeah, confirm. Yes, it's me. I'm Sari Beth Rose. And also follow my sub stack. It's called Yo Miss. Yo miss. It's it's <laughs> yes. Saribeth substockcom I Yeah. Love it. But I it's need to start sub,
0: putting yeah. things on my Substack. Yeah. yeah, get
1: your Substack going.
0: For real. Yeah. It's going, I'm just not doing anything with it. So that's <laughs> how you find um my bestie, Sari Rosenberg. Um, thank you so much for joining me on Two Teachers and on am Mike. Uh, the way I like to close things out is I'm going to ramble even more than usual. Um, and then when I give you the signal, we're going to say stay dope together. Does that sound good? Sounds great. All right. So for my guest, Sari Rosenberg, for my guy, Kevin Adams, who is doing that uh, principal training grind, for the Two Nation, who continues to do this work in the classroom, I wish you could discover your origin story discover that you're a superhero discover toughness creativity and digital engagement stay focused stay joyful stay celebrating the elders and the young ones but above all you want to make sure that you always stay Hey, yo attention dedicated educators as the school year approaches and begins now is the perfect time to take control of your financial future. We understand that being an educator requires an incredible amount of time and effort during the school year. So now is the best time to prioritize your finances before the busy school year really gets going. And honestly, you gotta make time for this stuff, people. We know this. Um, that's why I wanna introduce you to a trusted financial advisor who specializes in working with educators like you. Meet Alex Sierra a Certified Financial Planner with Cetera Investors. Alex provides educators with planning for their most important financial milestones. He has a deep understanding of the important strategies related to teachers and their retirement. This is of course the school pension system and retirement programs specifically for teachers like us. Imagine heading into the upcoming school year and future years with confidence, knowing that your finances are in order. By taking time now to work with Alex, you can lay a solid foundation for your financial goals and secure a brighter future. Don't let the busyness of the school year hold you back from achieving your financial dreams. Visit Alex's website at alex. Dot Cetera Investors, that's C-E-T-E-R-A com slash 2dope, and of course you got to spell out 2dope, T-O-O-D-O-P-E, to schedule an initial virtual consultation. And here's the best part. Mention the discount code 2dope during your first consultation and receive 25% off in their subscription-based financial planning packages. This is really cutting edge, y'all. This is a new way of ensuring that people, even who don't have a ton of wealth to start with,